welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David continues the series on wisdom as he takes a look at accepting advice and correction. Let's listen. All right, the children are now dismissed to their program. And as you can probably tell, we are talking about advice today because we're in our series titled 40 Days of Wisdom. And within the Proverbs, as we study that book of Proverbs, uh, one theme is who you listen to. One theme in Proverbs is who you go to when you're wondering, well, what choice should I make? So that's really going to be the center of our scripture study today. I want to begin um, with this article I read. It was an article where people could submit the worst advice that they ever got in their lives. Uh, Here's just a couple of those responses. One person submitted something. uh, She said it was advice from her grandma every time she visited. And the grandma would say, stop reading. You read too much. You're going to hurt your eyes. Go watch TV for a while. She thought that's probably bad advice. You know, read less and watch more TV. I don't think I've heard that very often, but that was the advice from the grandmother. Or another person submitted and said this, when I started learning how to drive, my dad, completely serious, said to me, always weave a little and all the other cars will stay away from you. That's advice. I don't think it's good advice, but it's definitely advice. Here's another. The advice that was submitted is just open another credit card. It's free money. She goes on to say that gem came from my friend who is thousands of dollars in debt and has no idea that she will eventually have to pay it off. Or finally, and this is one that I bet you've gotten at some point in your life, the advice, just do it. What's the worst that could happen? And I guess the worst that could happen probably depends on the situation, doesn't it? And yet there are some pretty bad outcomes that could happen. Well, I know that you too have received both good and bad advice within your life. The difference is knowing which is good and which is bad. I mean, what we're going to learn in the book of Proverbs here is that telling the difference is really what leads us to become more wise people. So if we're seeking wisdom, we need to seek uh, to discern, be discerning people and know the difference between this is good advice and this is bad advice. So our study begins in Proverbs chapter 9. And in this chapter, you are going to hear the term mocker. It's not a term that we use very much today in our vocabulary, the term mocker, but it's used quite a bit in the book of Proverbs. So as I read this first passage, I want you to pay attention to the context and see if you can figure out what your definition for mocker would be, all right? So here's how it begins, chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. Anyone who corrects a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who rebukes the wicked will get hurt. 
So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. So who is a mocker? As you're thinking, okay, that category, what, what is describing that category? It's important for us to understand because that term is used 14 times in the book of Proverbs. So I went ahead and I read each of those 14 um, passages this week to try to come up with a really good, solid definition of, well, who's a mocker? You know, when the scripture is talking about this type of person, what do they mean by what they say? Here's the best definition I could come up with. A mocker believes too strongly in their own wisdom and is unwilling to learn from others. It's that type of person who thinks, I know it already. You know, I've, I've got it. So I don't need to go and seek advice. I don't need to be corrected by anybody else because I'm wise enough as I am. Here's a couple of characteristics of mockers as seen in the passages of Proverbs. Uh, First off is a mocker will not accept correction. So if someone comes to them and says, have you ever thought of doing things this way? Or, you know, I've noticed that you're struggling in this area, so why don't you try doing it this way instead? A mocker, according to the Proverbs, says, no, I've got it. I, I don't need your correction or discipline. The way I'm doing it is the best way. A a mocker will actually lash out with insults when critiqued. So it's not enough to just silently go, I'm not going to listen to that advice. But a mocker will actually then turn that advice onto you, say, well, why are you giving me advice? Are you so great? And will then, you know, give an insult in return. Or the third characteristic, a mocker will hold inner resentment towards those who try to help. That, that feeling of, oh, you are telling me what to do, and I, I am just, I'm resenting you because you think you know better than I do. Well, I'm sure you can see where the Proverbs are headed here. The Proverbs are basically saying, don't be like this. Don't be a mocker. There is a better way. Now think of your times, though, where you have been corrected by someone else. Because it's easy for us to say, oh yeah, no, I'm not like that. You know, that, the, the mocker's a different category. I'm not like that. But think of those times where you actually have had to be corrected by someone because we all have those experiences. I, I mean, I think of when I was in school and I was corrected by a teacher. Uh, perhaps it was on an assignment where I got something wrong or Maybe my behavior, I didn't do something uh, quite right, and I was corrected. And what did that feel like? Or maybe it was by a boss where you had a performance review, and your boss said, these are a couple things that I think you could work on to improve your performance. Or maybe you worked on a group project, and afterwards the boss kind of pulled you aside and said, you know what, maybe try doing these things differently next time. Or perhaps you've been corrected uh, just through a relationship, whether that's with your spouse or whether that's with a good friend, and that person pulled you aside at some point and said, you know, I see that you're kind of doing things this way, but I think if you do things this way, it's going to lead to better outcomes for you. Yes, we 
all, all of us have experiences where we've been corrected in our lives, but what Proverbs is getting us to consider is what is our response to those times of correction. Because a mocker, we're told, does not respond very well. You know, a mocker, if they're corrected by a teacher or a spouse or a mentor, I mean, their response is to just give an insult in return or to to harbor resentment towards that person for getting involved in my business. Yeah, the last line says, the mocker will simply hate the person who seeks to correct them. So this is a good opportunity for us to do a little bit of digging. And are there times where we have hated being corrected? What leads to that? What leads to that feeling of resentment when someone offers us a different way to do something? I think at its root, it probably comes down to pride. Don't you think? The feeling of, you don't tell me what to do. I've already got it. It's this pride in ourselves or the feeling that we have nothing else to learn. Yeah, our wisdom is sufficient. It's enough. Well, Proverbs will go on to say that if you are seeking wisdom, we are to act basically as the opposite of a mocker. So how, it is, how is it that the wise should act? Well, that's where the passage goes next. The passage continues, but correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Yes, those who are wise have a different response to correction. We are told that when you correct a mocker, they will hate you for it. But when you correct the wise, they will love you. Do you see the opposites there? So do you love correction? Or maybe we should narrow that in a little bit more. Do you love the person who's doing the correcting in your life? Uh, This proverb is really teaching us that we should not be afraid of correction. That it might wound our pride in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to lead us into becoming more wise people. So when the wise receive correction and instruction, they take it to heart, and then they become more wise. Or as the proverb says, they will learn even more. Yes, when corrected, we really have two separate options for how we respond that's presented here in the proverbs. The wise welcome it. They welcome correction. They welcome advice. They seek to learn and recognize they don't have all the answers. Whereas the mockers resent it. They resent correction. They resent advice. They think they know enough already. And if we're being honest, we are probably a mixture of both of those things in our lives, aren't we? Well, the passage, though, continues. Uh, it's, it's set up kind of the parameters of uh, you can respond this way or you can respond this way. But then the passage continues and begins talking about just the benefits of wisdom, the value that comes if you choose the way of the wise. So let's see where it goes next. And you'll see, if you're with us last week or if you're watching online last week, you'll see a familiar term 
as this scripture continues. It continues, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. So if you were with us last week, or if you missed it, it's in the archives. You can watch it on the website. But we study that term, fear of the Lord. And here it comes up again. So I want you to remember that fear of the Lord means to be in awe of God. Or you are in awe of, of who God is and what God has done in our world. And our proper response to our creator is just to, to respond in awe. And so here... What we're being told is that to be in awe of God, that's really the the foundation of all wisdom. That's the starting point that you build off of when you pick the root of wisdom. And ultimately, being in awe of God, it's going to lead to good judgment because you'll make choices in light of your position or understanding or relationship with God. And then you see towards the end of the passage of Proverbs, it once again chooses to teach in contrast. Uh, Proverbs does this so often as a teaching tool, where the contrast says, well, if you choose to follow wisdom, which in this context is listening to correction or a willingness to be corrected, it will naturally lead to a long life and a more beneficial life. But the contrast is, If you scorn wisdom, which in this context is not listening to instruction, it's naturally going to lead to to suffering in your life. So by this point, we can all agree that the book of Proverbs simply is, is hammering home the same point that we should accept advice and correction. We should be willing and open to accept uh, the, the times in our lives where someone comes to us and says, you know, Have you ever thought about doing it this way? Okay, that seems simple enough, doesn't it? But how do we know what advice to listen to? That's where it becomes challenging, doesn't it? Right now, up to this point, the Proverbs have given us a good general truth. And the general truth is accept advice and correction. But then we need to take that general truth and apply it to our particular situations. And in our particular situations, you need to decide, who do I listen to, you know, in in my life when I'm seeking advice? Because if you listen to the advice of someone who is maybe foolish, well, then you're just going to become more foolish. Or if you accept advice or correct from someone who really doesn't know what they're talking about, or is not familiar with your particular situation, that's not going to be helpful advice or correction. We have this general principle where we really should be willing to accept advice and correction, but then we need to particularize it to say, but what sort of advice and what sort of people am I going to for advice if we're really going to make this general wise principle effective in our lives? So I'd like to propose three steps to get us started. 
These are three steps where if you are needing advice or if you're being corrected, it's, it's a bit of uh, your criteria to work it through to say, okay, this is how I know if it's good advice or not. Kind of like with the children and the grumpy, and it's like, who am I listening to here? It's like that, but for our actual adult lives. So here's step one, and I bet you can guess it based off of what we've read so far. It's simply being willing to accept advice and correction. I mean, Proverbs hammers that home over and over again because Proverbs recognizes that all of this It really comes down to your heart. And is your heart open to receiving advice? Is it open to receiving correction? Yeah, Proverbs says, you know, don't be that lone ranger that thinks, I've got it myself. I don't need help from anybody else. But instead, foster in your heart a, a willingness to learn from others and to even change your behavior when warranted. Later on, the book of Proverbs says, listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. In that Proverbs, in that proverb, you see both the example of hearing and acting, right? You hear the advice, you listen, listen to advice, but then hearing it is not enough. I mean, you can keep it to yourself, but then you have to act on it. So you listen to advice, and then you accept the discipline. You accept the correction, and you act on what you have heard and listened to. Or, if you need that same principle in reverse, in Proverbs 15, it says, Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. Now, what you're seeing in these verses is that it all starts with a willingness, a willingness from your heart to say, I do not know everything. There are people in my lives who know more than I do, and am I open to receiving that instruction when warranted? So begin step one with an openness of heart. But here's step two. Step two then is to identify those in your life who are wise. I mean, who do you know in your life today that lives their life in a wise or prudent way? I mean, who, who follows God in such a way that it inspires you to follow God more in your life? Now, this person may not be your best friend. Uh, this person may not be a family member. Uh, this person doesn't have to be a close confidant, but you need to know who they are so that when you're going through a time or a situation where you really do need to go learn from someone else, you know who the wise people are in your life. The people you can say, okay, that's who I should go to because they're living the sort of life that I respect or they have the sort of active faith that I want to have and so that's the person that I'm going to go to for advice. Now, You may have a friend who is fun, but you would never go to them if you actually needed wise advice, right? We probably all have that sort of friendship where the person is just great to hang out with, but maybe not 
the most helpful if you're really dealing with something. And so this proverb is really giving us the recognition to say, you know, who are the people in my life? That if I had a problem, that would be the type of person who'd give advice that I would really respect and really take to heart. A, a later proverb describes a mocker as kind of this unwise friend and says this, when you throw out the mocker and fighting goes too, quarrels and insults will disappear. But whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king for a friend. Yes, this proverb is really encouraging us to consider the different types of people that we consider friends. Who in your life has a pure heart? I mean, who in your life lives in such a way where you go, oh, they just have a good, genuine heart? That's probably the person to go to for advice. That's the type of person who might give you actually good and wise advice when you are struggling through a problem. Who in your life speaks in a gracious way, right? Because in this proverb, it says, whoever loves a pure heart and has gracious speech. And so in this context, that word gracious means abounding in beauty, loveliness, and grace. And so who speaks in that sort of way in your life? That's just abounding in beauty and grace. It's that type of situation, or sorry, type of conversation, where afterwards, you just feel better about yourself. You feel better about the world because it's been such a genuine, heart-to-heart, -heart, honest conversation, and you can tell that the person you're talking with has your best interests at heart, and they're actively listening and engaged with you. What sort of person speaks graciously? It's those that have the pure heart and gracious speech that we should probably identify and go to when we need advice. Okay, so those are the first two steps. First is just a, a willingness in your heart to seek advice, to be open to that. And then the second is actually identifying those in your life who you consider wise, who are living in the way that you desire to live. And then finally, here is the third step. The third step is to evaluate the advice. Yeah, so let's say you seek out that friend that has a pure heart and gracious speech for advice. Even that advice, you need to evaluate to say, is this the sort of advice that's actually helpful for my particular situation? Some questions that you could ask as you're evaluating the advice you're given is, well, does this person really have my best interests at heart? Or does this person, you know, are they conflicted with whatever the situation is that you are bringing to the table? Are they knowledgeable about the situation that you are wondering about? You know, if I need medical advice, I'm not going to go to my best friend who's a plumber. I'm going to go to a doctor. So are they knowledgeable about the situation that I'm coming with? Do they have similar values to you? You know, do they live their life in the same sort of way that you seek to live your life and your values 
match because that's going to affect the type of advice that you're given. Uh, Will this advice help you become the type of person that God wants you to become? Because ultimately, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. So we start with that relationship, and then everything else gets compared to it. So these are just examples of some of the, the good questions that you can ask to evaluate the sorts of advice that you're given in your life. Just because someone gives you advice does not mean that it is good advice. I heard a story once of a person who was in a a corporate career, and that person met with his boss. And in meeting with the boss, then a a co-worker came in, and the co-worker evidently did something wrong, and the boss, in front of both people who were there, uh, proceeded to just start yelling at the co-worker, just reamed him out, began cursing and saying exactly what it was that he did wrong and how he needs to make sure that he never does it again. Then that coworker left, and so the one coworker who just witnessed all of this is still there, and he said, he wrote later, that was the moment the boss decided to give him some advice on how to manage people. And here's, here's what he said. He says, I find that if you want an employee to change their behavior, you have to yell at them because it shows that you're serious and they'll respect you for it. And then he leaned in towards this employee and said, you should probably yell more. Just because you're receiving advice does not make it good advice. Being able to evaluate the advice, to discern between good and bad advice, that is going to get you a long way on that path towards wisdom. I mean, can you imagine if this young, impressionable employee took that advice to heart and changed his future management style because that's what he saw as an example from his boss? That would lead to disastrous consequences. And so, we have these three steps that we are given really here in the book of Proverbs the first is to simply be willing, and, and that's the work that we can do even this week. That's our own internal work, to be willing, be open to seeking advice, to accepting correction, to acknowledging that we, we don't know everything. We've, we're willing. And then the, the process of identifying who is it in my life that is wise, not just smart, not just nice, but who's really wise in my life? You know, if you identify those people now, even if you write them down, even if you don't have a problem that you're currently working through, when you do, you're going to know who to go to. And then once you have a problem, when you go to that person for advice, just evaluate it. To say, is this helping me be the type of person that God wants me to be? If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.